strokes the three from the left wing. Gagliardi, why not? He's feeling it. He's oh, from three. Goodness. After Junior down the lane, drops to Rainwater for a two-handed slam. That's what you do. He will tear down a rim this year. Largy able to blow by the pressure. Now a lob. Rivers throws it down. Cato tries it again. You bet. Caleb Cato back-to-back threes. What is going on, guys? You are listening to Screech Report. This is Elliot Cressy on the mic. I hope you like the new intro. Let us know. I think it's fire. Don't tell me otherwise, because I made it. <laughs> Joined here, as always, by Rusty Bandwagon. Russell, I don't know why I called well, you I'm that. a bandwagon. That's such know, a negative connotation. Bandwagons can be rusty, and your nickname's Rusty, so. All right. As per your groom shirts. Groom shirts. Groomsmen's shirts, sorry. True. We went to the Keys. Russell's getting married. Congratulate him on the side. Uh, actually, or or not, you could be like everybody else and say, that's a that's a trap. Don't <laughs> I get was, married. I was telling like my sister and whoever else just about the weekend for the bachelor party. And um, I'm just like, at least half of the men who were like, hey, congrats on, you know, getting married. They were all like, but don't do it. It's like... <laughs> Yeah, the real reason we haven't done a pod is because we're still recovering from Bachelor Party Weekend. It's been three months of total recovery. No, we were doing it for two months. And we didn't even drink. <laughs> we just went down there and did puzzles and, you know. Crosswords, game shows. <laughs> Sudoku. 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 Come on, man. Call you. No, but, uh, you know, life has been okay. This year sucked, but it's been okay. Um, what's new in your life besides getting married in less than a month? Um, honestly, nothing. Birthday. Yeah, I had a birthday uh, a week birthday. and a half ago. I'm uh, 75. <laughs> no, he's uh, now sprouting gray hairs everywhere. I've had gray hair for a few years. I, I mean, it's not it's not the legend Brett Comer gray, but it's that's platinum. Yeah, it's platinum. <laughs> <laughs> so we got basketball at the time of this pod within a week few days away. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. Appendages crossed. Everything you can cross, just cross it. My eyes. Yeah. Keep them that way. Get them stuck like your grandma used to say. <laughs> or when you get too close to the TV screen and you're, they're going to stay that way. You're going to go blind. <laughs> Little did you know, mom, that I would have a virtual, <laughs> virtual reality headset strapped to my face in 2020. And... A TV literally two inches from your eyeballs. <laughs> Uh, anyways, yeah, basketball, college basketball, FGCU basketball. The best kind. Kicking off. Alico Arena, limited capacity crowd. 7 p.m. Wednesday, 11.25. November 25th. Yeah, not p.m. Maybe the game will go that long. No. Hopefully not. Four overtimes. Um, we play Florida. A. And M. Yep. University. FAMU. Should be Florida M M&M. and M. They have like M and M's. You know, we toss out T-shirts. You get the idea. What do you mean? Have the M and M guys in the costume no, toss? Have them out? their version of, of Shane Pellegrine, or I'm not sure your last name. Sorry, man. Um, you know, throwing out cannons full of, full of M and M's. That would be so much better. It would hurt. It'd be Just like open pellets. your mouth and ah! choke them down. <laughs> but I feel like if it was Florida M M&M and M University. You wouldn't have nearly as many majors to choose from. 
It's strictly it would just be all business. Well, business you'd, you'd marketing. Have the M and M factory workers, you know, yeah. technical degrees. You'd be trade school too. Business management for M and M's, marketing for M and M's. There's, there's a lot of opportunity. You're trying to tell me there's not innovation of M and M's. Totally engineering. Engineering of M and M's. Social work. <laughs> Man, I, I want to go to the school. I want to counseling. Step back in time and go to Florida M and M. The psychology of the colors of M and M's. Sorry, FGCU. I choose Florida M and M University. <laughs> <laughs> go M and M's. Right, built-in mascot. All right. Enough with the bull. Russell wrote a beautiful, poetic uh, season preview article that's online. You can access it at HTTPS colon backslash www.wwe.com screecherreport.com slash I don't know. Just go to the... Just go there. It's one of the first articles. Link in bio. Or just look at our social media posts. Um, So season preview. We yes, got sir. was a seventy percent of the returning scoring coming from back. last year. Yep, uh, we got four seniors. Is it? Um, yeah, I think so. Um, Eli, it's Abaya. a big mix this year. We got four seniors, like three juniors, two juniors, which is a two good juniors, sign. and then like four sophomores and three freshmen, something like that. Four, yeah, I believe you're right. About so it's that. a good mix. Whereas, like I think in years past, it was fifteen freshmen. Mm-hmm. And no seniors. No. <laughs> Fifteen. Fre- that's the whole team. <laughs> that's kind of what it you're felt only allowed like. to have thirteen scholarships. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I'm exaggerating, know, but that's how it felt. Yeah, maybe two years ago. It did for the last couple of years. Just such a young, even the even the upperclassmen, like we talked about last year, were JUCO transfers, so they weren't with the team before. They weren't playing D1 ball. It was junior college. So even the juniors, shut up, dog. Even the juniors felt like, you know, freshmen. That's Harley, if you if you can hear her. They could definitely hear What up, Harley? <laughs> so, I know the lineups have always been a day-to-day situational uh, situation. You're talking starting fives? Yes. Yeah. But this year, more than ever, well, not more than ever, but more than the last two years, there's we're poised for a, a more... Solid starting five, probably. Yeah, with the you know, I would say so. A fluctuation of one or two guys, but so who who are your locks? You're for sure gonna start. It has to be Cato, Warren, Cato, Warren, and um, probably Rainwater. I would say I would agree with your first two. Cato and Warren are locks. I think Eli Abayev is a lock. I don't necessarily think Rainwater is. I think he'll have the same minutes regardless of if he starts or not. He's going to play a role just like he did last year and maybe, you know, I'm working on his free throws maybe a little bit more. But I think he's the only, he's like, he's a probable starter, but I don't think he's a lock because you have so many other options now. Um, In the sense of unknowns, he's the probable starter. But, you know, pending Eli and what we think he brings to the table. If we're rating, like, who's going to start out of five, five being a lock, I think Cato and Warren are fives. I think Rainwater's a four. And I think Abayev's, like, a 4.5. You just totally, I think, confused everybody by... (laughs) I'm not talking about positions. I know, but that's exactly what I was... (laughs) You're like, Cato and Warren out of five, and I was like... Yeah, we're going to play them at center this year. (laughs) What the hell is going on? I get it, though. I get it. Um. But, okay, then then what are the other probable or not probables, but like 
situationships. Well, <laughs> personally, I think the biggest question as far as starting lineups is that last guard spot. Because, um, I mean, with the bigs, you can say it's going to be some combination of a buy of rivers and rainwater, most likely. Um, but, and you know, it's going to be Cato and Warren, but then you have this other guard spot and with five potential players, right, you got a transfer with three years of eligibility from Ole Miss, Franco Miller Jr. You got a really just high profile Juco guy, a third team, all American Dom London. You got Mr. Glove up, um, Cyrus Largy, who, you know, he's a coach favorite. He's a fan favorite. He's a teammate favorite. He's, you know, people are just really excited to see what he can do with a full year of, you know, being a scholarship player and getting consideration to actually play. Um, you got freshman, you know, Victor Rosa, who, um, you know, I always say if you can shoot, you're going to play. So he's, you know, been talked about as a three-point shooter. Speaking of that, there's Sam Gagliardi, a senior, you know, so a guy who started like 20 games last year. So it's there's so many options for that last guard spot that it's really hard to pick just one. Real excited to see all the, not new players, but just the, the new team mesh um, and just the different lineups and, and chemistry with those lineups. So we shall see. Um, to summarize the other part of the article, potential most improved. We all saw what you know freshman Dakota Rivers brought last year. Limited a little bit in minutes. He was young but he's he had games where he showed you know if i remember correctly he scored 18 in the game it was florida um national tech or florida national one one of those those. but yeah and he had a he had at least one double digit rebound game a couple like i think he had one double double like an 11 and but he changed shoes so now it's gonna be up in the air as long as (laughs) it's always the shoe power he'll probably go back to those (laughs) pinks though the pinks is what yeah. elevated him to 18 yeah. points a game. Then so. again, you look at his photo shoot stuff. He has like one blue, one green. I'm all about it. I'm here for it. Maybe he's <laughs> expanding his skill set. The, yeah. pink, the pink was offensive. Maybe now multicolor is, you know. What's the colors of the team? Right. Yeah. Now he's getting his defense and assists. You know who I seem to remember having pretty cool shoes all the time? Mark Eddie Norelia. They were like purple. For one year, he had yeah. some purple shoes, and man, that was his year where he was like, you know what? I'm gonna score 18 a game. I don't give a damn. And yeah. Uh, you want to jump into stat projections? Let's do it. This is the geek stuff that we do. Like, and this is very official. So <laughs> any deviations from this, you know, the whole season's a mess. I don't even want to joke about it because someone's gonna say, "Do you guys thought he was gonna score a thousand points a game and hold us accountable?" Yeah. Like we're on trial ESPN for murder or, you know <laughs> something yeah yeah these are this is very unofficial kind of we thought about it for maybe 15 minutes this and is the stuff that we geek out over years before screecher report we would just back and forth be like dude how do you think you know how many points do you think brandon goodwin's gonna get this year each game you know what's how many rebounds is morant gonna have per game and, you know, we just geek out about it and didn't come up for no reason. We would come up with Excel spreadsheets <laughs> just because we were excited about <laughs> the season starting. And we wanted to just, you know, BS about it. But anyway, here we are with a semi growing platform and, you know, the ability to actually put these things in words. So let's run through it. You, you can rattle off the first two or three, all of them. I don't care. 
So I got Cato coming in at number one, 16 points a game, four rebounds, three assists. Warren uh, increasing his average to 14 points a game, a few rebounds and five assists. Uh, the newcomer, Eli Abayev, 11 points, 10 rebounds. I'm looking for that double-double average. Pretty bold to predict a double-double, but he did. Yeah. What was the... Eight and eight at Austin P. Good conference. Right. So, I mean, the A-Sun isn't the best rebounding league. It never has been. He got a few guys, but, I mean, I just I just really see him getting those caromes, those boards. Oh. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, Cyrus Largy, 10 points a game, three rebounds, two Woo! assists. Double digits. Uh-huh. For the young buck. That uh, man. Dakota Rivers, eight points, four rebounds. Justice Rainwater, seven points, five rebounds. Sam Gagliardi, six points, three boards. And yeah, so on and so forth. Some jumps out of some guys. Um, you know, you never know with freshmen how they're going to play, so it's almost hard to grade them at all, but... And yeah, there's no real no, there's no real point to this other than like we want to see what it may look like on paper, right. As a possibility. And then if I get one of these, yeah, like, then you're like fifteen, yeah. right? I'm like, look how great I am. <laughs> so the other fun thing that we've done in years past is very unprofessionally run through the schedule and pick a win or loss based on about one out of ten research. It's the gut gamble, dude. The gut gamble part two. Three? Two. Part two. We haven't been doing this for three years. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, gut gamble is just we rattle off the game. Russell says win or loss. I say win or loss. Maybe we talk about why for some bullshit reasons. Maybe, you know, (laughs) the weird (laughs) mojo, juju, you know. it's. So, yeah, gut gamble, round two. Let's go. Start with Russell on November 25th, season opener. Florida A&M at home. W. 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 First time in for Fly as a head coach. It's only three sample size, but a win first game of the season. I agree. I, I said a W two. Well, you know, if you think about it, our first game last year was UMBC, and by all accounts, we should have won that game. Like, we were winning that game for 98% of the we game. We collapsed. Yeah, in the last two minutes. And Darnell Rogers, shout out. And he had like 30-something points. He was a god that game. but More like a Spartan. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. He's a little, a little small to be a god, but he can be a Spartan. A Spartan. Yeah. Persian. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, I'm, I'm thinking a W against Florida A&M, and you know, it could go either way. You never know how teams start the season, especially in these times, but that's what I feel. Right on. I agree. I said a W. Next game, home. Florida National, it's 10 days apart, though, but it, it's <laughs> Florida National. Right. Um, these are those games. I don't know if they're NAIA or D2 or 3, but it's... Not uh, D1. Not D1. These are uh, games that you're supposed to win by 20-plus. I'm going to say W. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say W. Next game. This was a surprise to me when it was announced in the non-con. But the big one. At Miami. Uh, no fans allowed. Is it really? Yeah. Okay. 12 p.m. Actually, that, that may change my opinion. But Yep, December 12th at Miami. This is kind of a rematch from 2013. 12? 12, yeah. It 12. was the first half of the year. In which we resoundly... Is that a word? 
resoundingly. Resoundingly one. Um, and then we all know what happens after right. that. Cinderellas. I love to say a W, but I'm I'm choosing L. Yeah, come on, it's an L. It's a quick <laughs> L. It's a quick one. I'd like to uh, if we lose by less than fifteen, I would call that a really good showing. And that's not the slight. It's just I mean, it's the ACC. Prove me wrong. Yeah, it's the ACC. Get pumped. Every time I say L, prove me wrong. Yeah, you'll be two and zero. Oh. Don't prove me wrong when I say W. <laughs> yeah, believe me then. <laughs> believe you me. Uh, shortly after that, we have another home game against FIU. Can you guess what? <laughs> I know what you put, and I put the same damn thing. It's gonna be an L, dude. FIU <laughs> every year. I don't know what it is. It, it's it like it's like it's like FIU. I don't. Know, that's the wrong word, but I'll say it. it they did, they juice up and they they become like Duke or something. And yeah, they just, they just beat us. It didn't matter how good we were in years past. Like we weren't gonna dominate FIU ever. And we could. It d- seems though we do worse at their place. I don't remember going to their place. I feel yeah, like they, they got the weird court with the palm trees and the oh, island yeah. art and stuff, and it's just a weird, weird vibe. And we got I mean, it's at cool, home. but it's it's just weird. Interesting. Yeah. Well, we beat FIU at home last year, or FAU at home last year. FIU beat us pretty bad last year, but they had. I remember doing the preview to that. I don't game. think we've beat them in at least two, three seasons. Well, we haven't beat a lot of people in two, three seasons, but no. But we usually play FIU every year. Yeah. And usually we'll win one. Well, what I was saying is last year it was their it was their win it all year. Like the whole team seniors and twenty points a game people and it was like that was their year, even if we were, you know, Brandon Goodwin, Zach Johnson, Christian Terrell, Norelia Morant, um, God lineup, it, it wouldn't have been easy. Um but I I haven't looked into them this year. That's the point yeah. of this gut gamble, but I'm still gonna go with the L, unfortunately. All right, next game, another home game, Weber International. They are Weber Worldwide. <laughs> um, that's a W for me. Same. That's another one of those Florida National types. Right. No slight. Uh, and then another home game. There's a lot of home non-conference yeah. this year. Um, December 22nd, Georgia Southern. They've always been a good little matchup. We play them a lot. In recent years. Last year, they were the final game. It was the Battle of the Eagles um, in our our tournament. Well, they're the Golden Eagles. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Um, In the the tournament we had, the three-game tournament at Alico, they were the final game. We went 0-3 in that tournament. Um, Woo! Yeah. (laughs) That was unfortunate. But anyways... um, I, if I remember correctly, that was a decent game. I think one of the halves was really bad for us. Um, Usually the first half. or No. Actually, I think it was a second half collapse, second half. if I remember. But anyway, you know what? I'm being bold, and I'm saying it's a win over Georgia Southern. I have that too. I'm surprised. I think we're like 100%. We right are. Now. We're the same right now. And we did not look at this before. I We went out of our way to not talk about it. Cool. So conference. This is where it's going to get... Swifty. Well, yeah, because conference is screwed up. Right. It's a screwed up schedule. Um, North Alabama first at home. Back-to-back games. Yep. January 1st and 2nd. To be honest, I have no clue how North Alabama is going to be. I mean, just based on last year, I'm pretty sure they lost one of their key guys to transfer, but they still have, I don't know if it's Christian Agnew or Jamari Blackman. One of those two is still there. Um, a junior, so he, he's good um, for sure. Um, going to be one of the better players in the conference. Already is. 
Um, so, I mean, they're going to have a decent team. I think Pujol's a good coach. Um, from what I've seen, he's intense at the very least. But he's an intense guy. But, um, you know, they're just, to me, they're they're perpetually like a middle-of-the-pack team to me. Um, so I'm basically just going to, I'm going to split the games with them. Because we've had trouble with them in the past, even their first year. We were their first D1 win, unfortunately. Um, mm, I remember that. Yeah, but I'm going to say we split with them one win and one loss. Well, this is where we first disagree. I have both games as a W. Oh, very interesting. I have us coming out stronger than some of the fans and we think we might be. So I, I think two home games, we beat North Alabama. Um, something just tells me that they're not going to be as prepared for whatever reason. But uh, the next batch of games is at Liberty. Uh, Liberty. That new arena. Yep. With, Smaller. With probably not that many fans, if nope. any. So that could be a benefit to us, could be a benefit to them. Yeah. I mean, Liberty's still going to be a good team. They're obviously not the they same. They lost a lot. No, but they still have Scotty James, and they still Do they have... still have Scotty James? I don't think they have Scotty James. They lost him and Caleb Holmesley. Was it? And they have that other guy. I forget his name. They have McGee. No, I, they do, but he's their, what's he's the other their guy's best name? player coming Oh, in? Cuffy. Cuffy? Yes. Do they still have Cuffy? Okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they still have some talent for sure, but they are not. I mean, Holmesley and, and Scotty James were, were two of the top five players in the conference last year. They don't have that anymore. So, it's, you know, whether they finish first somehow but the, or. Their sixth. school in general has been like elevated recently like their football program yeah man how about that football team so i think their overall athletics are still like elevating Mm -hmm. like they're just going up so they're going to be a tough team to beat regardless year in and year in and year out i have the first game as a loss to us but then i also have us beating them the second game i have the same thing um but whether i put a loss for the first time or the second time is kind of arbitrary (laughs) i put a win and a loss i split it okay so is it Bellarmine or Bellarmine? I think it's Bellarmine. Okay, Bellarmine. New team to the conference. The Knights, formerly D2, D1 now. Got them at home. Prepare to get their ass beat. Hopefully. They look like a really good D2 team. I so. Actually, I have a split. I got two wins. Okay. I went with my, my gut. So we're back at the same record. Yep. So I, I don't know much about them. I haven't done a whole lot of research on them. Me either. Um Time will tell. Mm-hmm. This is the gut gamble. Not this isn't anything. Not science. No. Lipscomb, the team to beat this year. Yep. I'm gonna just go out and quick say, say two losses. I have two losses as yeah. well. I mean, we could definitely beat them. We almost beat them last year. Um, and actually, we did beat them last year at home. Um. That was a really good game, actually. But we almost beat them in the tournament. And that was actually a good game, too. But Asajula scored... 40 Yeah, some something ridiculous, which was part of the plan. It was like, a you know, the, the plan of attack. Let him do all he can. Two points is worth less than three. It was but, basically, you're a team going against Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan didn't suck. Right. And a little... <laughs> not yeah, not the same level, but, but the same kind Asajula, of. you're not Jordan. <laughs> Analogy. But, um, but you are Hakeem alive. No, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I just, we could definitely get a win for sure. We could even get two, but just for the purposes of this gut gamble, I'm going with two losses. Same. 
On the contrary, back at home against Stetson, I got two W's. One win, one loss, because they're they're a really good young team. You know how much how much we struggled against Rob Perry last year, out of nowhere freshman score every time. Both times he played us was like twenty five points. Um, I believe uh, uh, Jawara is their their big man. I believe he's still there. They got a solid team, and you know in the past when Stetson looked like oh you know what they're gonna be a surprise people this year they didn't, and then last year they finally did. Mm-hmm. So it's you know. New coach, uh, good players. I'm just going to do a split there. Interesting. Kennesaw State, uh, we're playing at their place. I have a split. I have a split too, which is, I think, one of the surprises of our gut gamble here, but apparently not because we thought the same way. And that was just giving their phenomenal recruiting class the benefit of the doubt. Our coach seems to be, you know, getting them into shape and and all that. They just they look better than than they have, and a good young team. So we'll see. Back at home against Ju Jacksonville, I think they're supposed to be one of the worst teams in the conference this year, from what I recall. But anyways, I got two Ws. I got two Ws as well. I'm going against the strong home support of <laughs> limited fans as carrying us this year at home. So I got two W's there, and then the last batch of games in conference is at North Florida, and North Florida is always a... Thorn a, in the side. A coin flip, so I got a split. I got a split, too. Even though North Florida, I think we should win both of those games. But, you know, it'd be like that sometimes. Um. You know, it's there, there's still Matt Driscoll, whatever you want to say about him. Um, he's been at the school a long time. He knows how to win a game. Um, he knows how to develop guys. He's a meme lord now. I love that meme. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> they, uh, you know, it just, it's just, it's a split at that point. Hopefully it's hopefully we win the second one just so you, you know, go into the conference tourney on a hot streak. But that would be the last game of the regular season, though. So what's your final record at? If I did the math right, which there's a good chance I didn't, um, 14 and 8. I got 13 and 9. Wow, so uh, pretty damn close. Yeah, it's we're, we're for the most part on the same page. Because, I, I mean, I fought myself to not pick us to win some games that I'm like, well, we really should win that. Because you, you just don't win all the games you should, unfortunately. And, you know, there's a lot more leadership and veterans on this team so in theory you do win the games you're supposed to win that's the difference there but it's just it's hard to just think that and go with it but I would say 13 and 9 in this weird year isn't all that bad um that I would say that's a significant success right it's probably a top four seed in the ace tourney wherever that will be played probably a bubble format um you know if we get there and, you know, that means a home game unless unless it's a bubble format, like I said. But, you know, it's it's progress. Go to Macon, Georgia and play at Mercer. <laughs> Ew. Like we used to. Ew. That was so unfair because Mercer was there like almost every year. Mm-hmm. And had unfair home support. But So, I mean, last thing to do is talk about what's coming up. First game yeah, of the don't, season. Don't hold us accountable to any of these predictions. No, please no. Whether it be the stats and or the, the win-loss record. Yeah, no. Don't come at me saying, you said... You know. We will mute you. <laughs> <laughs> but definitely talk to us. Um, 
But yeah, all there is to do is Wednesday, first game of the season, Florida A&M, kick it off in Alico Arena for the first time in a long time. And I haven't fully done, you know, my game preview yet, but from what I can tell, they they had a lot of seniors last year and they went, I believe, 12 and 15 or something like that on the season. So not too great. Um, lost a lot of seniors. They have at least three this year, maybe two, I think, and a, a few juniors. So they still have, you know, leadership, but I don't, I don't know exactly how good those guys project to be, but it's, you know, you, you kind of just think of them as a middle of the road team in their conference. So, you know, like we both said, we think and hope that's going to be a win for us, huh? What? <laughs> What did you say? <laughs> All I, I heard said, was win for us, huh? I said we both think and hope that's going to be a win for us. But you said, huh? Yeah, like for agreement. Oh. <laughs> I concur. Well, that's all we have for the season opening pod, but we were able to speak with Coach Fly for a bit, just ask him a few questions about, you know, the excitement surrounding the program, you know, now in his third year and just everything that it's taken to get to this point in this weird year um, to where we can have, hopefully have some college basketball this coming Wednesday, November 25th. But here's that interview and enjoy. Introducing Michael. All right. Um, so we'll jump right in. Um, it's been a crazy off season. Uh, recruiting looked way different. Uh, you came on the pod early in the off season and talked about that, and you know couldn't be around the guys over summer. Now you've had them, you know, back with you and for a couple months now. Uh, tell me how how excited are you to finally be at this point uh, with a game coming up in just a few days? Well, I'm cautiously optimistic, as I tell all my friends, family, and the players all the time. We're still two COVID tests away from playing on Wednesday. <laughs> so uh, I'm hoping, praying, crossing fingers and toes that we get through those tests uh, to be able to get to Wednesday. But we're really excited, man. You know, it's been – this is almost a, a three-year culmination, if you will, in terms of, of hard decisions, hard work, um, building what we think this can be over the long term. Uh, recruiting guys that fit the way we want to play. Uh, so we, we can't wait, to be honest with you, to play against somebody else. I think our guys are, are highly competitive right now, but if you come to practice, it gets chippy because I think they're tired of playing against each other, to be honest with you. I think they're ready to play against somebody else. So uh, we're ready for Wednesday, you know, uh, with the hopes that uh, COVID does not get in the way. Yep, we're ready to, and hopefully it stays away because we're ready for basketball. But after the you know long and kind of wild off season, how have the guys responded to these circumstances? You know, I'm we're sitting here talking about how excited we are, but I'm sure they are just you know even more excited and possibly more excited than you. So kind of to build off what you were saying, like how have they handled these these circumstances in the off season? Yeah, I got to give those guys a lot of credit. I think, you know, the character of our team um, with the returners that we have and the incoming guys, uh, I think we've got a strong group 
from a character standpoint who, you know, something they love was taken away from a lot of them. Some of them were not even able to go shoot outside for months at a time. I know Eli Abayev would call me and say, Coach, man, in, in Miami, I can't even shoot outside. You know, the hoops have been taken down. Um, so I think between their relationships with each other, uh, we've been working with a uh, sports psychologist and leadership coach that I think has done a tremendous job in terms of uh, off the floor and chemistry and trying to keep guys connected even when we're not together. Um, and then for our returners, you know, I think there's a, a bitter taste in their mouth in that uh, we did a, a math deal with our guys the other day that in league games, the overall point differential in wins and losses was .5. So we basically were one basket away from having a much different conference season than we had, even with the injuries and so many new guys. So I think for the returners, there's just a, hey, we want to get this taste out of our mouths of not playing at the level that we all think we're capable of and remind people that, you know, yes, we were young. Yes, we had some injuries, but um, with a, a couple of different bounces of the ball and, and a couple of different uh, calls and a couple of different injuries, you know, we think we finished towards the top of the league. So I think those guys are just ready to play and ready to prove that, hey, um, we built this, we're confident in the group that we have, and we're ready to hit the court and, and prove what we're capable of doing. For sure. And you're, you're getting me pumped over here. So I'm sure they just, they're just as much. Um, but uh, today, you know, as we record this on Friday, November 20th, I think. Um, we uh, It was announced uh, the game against Robert Morris was canceled. Um, you know, obviously everything is fluid and still, but uh, any plans to add a game that you're aware of or can speak on, or is the schedule going to remain fluid throughout, or are we kind of locked in barring, you know, COVID-related issues? Yeah, so unfortunately, you know, things are very fluid. Uh, you know, if you'd asked me two weeks ago, I'd say, hey, we're going to California and then we're going to Pittsburgh and then all of a sudden we're not. So, yes, we're actively working to replace at least one of those games, maybe two. Um, we don't have anything definitive yet, but obviously we want to play as many games as we can. Uh, unfortunately, you know, I try to remind our guys, we're one, you know, uh, bad decision at night or one touch the wrong door handle and touch your face from our schedule being 14 days down. So uh, we're working on trying to replace those games, um, knowing that we got to continue to be um, vigilant and try to make sure that we have a chance to get to the court. Because as you see, so many teams in the country are not getting that opportunity right now just because, you know, we can all, we can all figure out stuff on the basketball court. You know, COVID is something that none of us have ever competed against, unfortunately. Right. Um yeah, a theme of the season at this point is, uh, you know, nothing take nothing for granted and be responsible and all that. Same thing that's been being told to us through the past few months, for sure. Um, but obviously, on another topic, uh, you're entering your third season at the helm. How do you feel just, you know, this has been talked about a bit, but how do you feel roster-wise and as far as the situations and circumstances surrounding the team going into this year versus say how you felt at the beginning of last year or the beginning of your first year as head coach, um, not, you know, in hindsight, but as far as general expectations, the beginning of, the, of those seasons to now. So, you know, we've talked about this a little bit, I think even on pods with you guys, you know, you always want to be optimistic 
Uh, I've actually had a few friends of mine accuse me of, man, you tricked me into thinking that you could, you know, could win more than you won in the first couple of years. <laughs> you know, we knew, we knew it was going to be a challenge. Um, you know, obviously you lose five starters from a championship team and I'm not sure on any team I've coached, even including at Florida state that we had this, but you know, all five starters from our last championship team signed pro contracts, every one of them. And when you lose that type of talent and experience and ability, you are going to take a step back, no matter what league you're in, how good of a coach you are, uh, how talented you are. And we hoped that we could piece it together with transfers and you hope that guys develop and you hope that guys that haven't been in those situations um, are able to perform at a level that you want them to perform at. So we knew as a staff that year one and year two was going to be a challenge because of everything that we lost and credit North Florida and Liberty as well. And Lipscomb in that, you know, when we were kind of coming off an unbelievable run, the, the kind of experience we've had over two years of taking some lumps and trying to build it, well, that's what they were doing when we were running the league. You know, that's what Lipscomb was doing. That's what North Florida was doing. Liberty wasn't in our league, but that's what they were doing. So now it's kind of been our turn to – we've taken some lumps and we've had to make some hard decisions on the roster, but we've now had two full recruiting classes in, which I think it's important fans understand that. You know, you have to be able to recruit your own guys and you have to be able to recruit to your system. And we now have two classes in. And we feel very confident. Uh, obviously, COVID is a major concern. Uh, again, that's something that I, we can compete when it comes to X's and O's and making shots and defending. But COVID is not something anybody's beat at this point. But if we can stay COVID-free and, and not have some of the injury, unfortunate luck that we've had in the first couple of years, we feel very good about our roster. We're deep. I think we have good talent. We're experienced. We've got great class balance. And I think that's really important to understand, too, for fans. You know, with the way we have recruited in the, in the first two years, there's a long-term plan. And the plan is that we should never again as a program, and I mean this from fans to um, guys in the program to coaches, we should never have another situation where in one year we lose all five starters. That should never happen again based on the way that we've recruited. So, we're excited about this year's team, but we also think we have a chance to be good for a long time because of the planning, because of the way the class breakdown is. So we're ready to tip off because I think it's been, you know, it's really been a three-year process to get to the point that we think we're at right now. Exactly. You know, it, it never dawned on me how much COVID was a factor. Like, you always you always kind of think about, okay, players could get injured, they could have personal issues, and, and struggle that way. But now you got this COVID factor wh- where they may not even show symptoms, but then they can't play. And it's, <laughs> that's impossible to try and, and game plan or strategize for. So it's, it's going to be a interesting season to say the least, but we already had our first upset of the season in the glove up award with Cato finally breaking the, the Cyrus Largy and Eli Abayev streak. So is this is this the first year you guys have done the glove up award or have you guys done something in the past and are the guys starting to get more into it? Is it going to be ongoing throughout the year or is this the last one prior to the season starting? So that's I got to give credit where credit's due. That's probably a Donnie Marsh question. Uh, that's something that, you know, one of the things that we've done in this offseason that we have not done in the past couple of years is 
we're working with a sports psychologist and leadership coach who that's one of the things he recommended that, hey, let's have some type of weekly award that is not based on – that award is not based on points scored. It's not based on uh, shots made. That's based on what we call EGDs, which are energy-generating behaviors. So those awards are based on loose balls, charges taken, deflections, um, how many times you go to the offensive glass, how many times you block out. Uh, so Coach Mars spends an unbelievable amount of time grading each practice film with each one of those variables to get the Glove Up Award winner. And what that represents is the guy that contributes the most to winning that week. It contributes to the things that don't show up on the stat sheet. So i got to ask him if he's going to be able to handle scouts and continuing to do the Glove Up Award uh, during the season. But my guess is we would transition that into – what you do during games as well. And so, you know, I would think we'll continue to do that, but there will be a game element now instead of just practice film. But I think it's something the guys have taken a lot of pride in, and I don't think there's any um, significance lost or any surprise for anybody that has been in practice that Eli, Caleb, and Cyrus are the representatives from that award. Because I think if you watch our team play right now, those three guys will contribute to winning, and it's up to them what level we win on. But when those three guys are on the floor, I feel very good about our chances. That's awesome. Yeah, I hope you guys keep that up because it's been entertaining for us, to say the least. Um, Coach, that's basically all we have. It's a short kind of little pod we're doing tonight just to get a season preview. And, you know, if we keep asking you the same questions, I'm sure our listeners aren't going to want to listen to the same questions being asked every pod. So <laughs> once we get into the season, we'll like to chat with you some more. But do you have any, you know, final words or something you'd like to say going into the season and uh, uh, I guess to the limited amount of fans that <laughs> will be able to come? Yeah, I would just tell our fans, you know, we appreciate you hanging with us through uh, a couple of years of rebuilding, and we fully believe that the benefits of going through those battles will show in year three, year four, year five, and we continue to grow this into a long-term successful program. And I would also ask our fans and supporters to understand that this is going to be a season unlike any other. I think you could make an argument that the best team in the league may not win this year the team that gets shut down the least may win this year. Um, I won't say who, but I know there's a team in the league that has had over 40 days in quarantine at this point. Uh, I don't know how you prepare for a season missing 40 days of practice. So, you know, this is going to be very much um, a battle of attrition and making sure that we're being as responsible as we possibly can off the floor to give ourselves the best chance to get on the floor. But, I will say from, you know, being in this league a long time and, and being in this program a long time, uh, I think this can be a, the start of a really fun run for our program uh, if we can stay on the court. I mean, our biggest concern right now is COVID. Uh, we feel very good about our depth, about our roster, uh, about our schedule. You know, we think we're in a good place all around. We just got to continue to fight uh, the thing that none of us are undefeated against and, uh, hope for the best in terms of staying on the court as much as possible. All right. Well, excited for it, and uh, good luck next Wednesday, day before Thanksgiving, Florida Atlantic. No. Or, uh, sorry, Florida A&M. Come on, man. Typo. 
<laughs> what's what's the word when you just just y'all y'all uh, cross your fingers toes and say a prayer that we get through uh, two more COVID tests. We get through that and, and uh, we look forward to seeing you on Wednesday. Will do. Yes, sir. Thanks Thank you very much for coming. Thanks, fellas. Yes, sir. Well, that's a wrap, guys. Thanks for tuning in and bearing with us in our three month hiatus. It's good to be back, and uh, you know we're just as excited as any other college basketball fan, and probably more so than some, because we're nerds. Uh, excited for basketball kickoff next week, and we will be back on with some post pods, maybe or weekly roundup, something like that, and get into the nitty gritty then. So, till next time, peace. Wings up. Wings up. <laughs>